And I think it ranges because I think everybody's really, really trying to do good, solid youth ministry. I don't think there's anybody's like dead set on doing bad youth ministry. I really hope not. Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast, where we talk about the calling of youth pastors to equip students for the work of making disciples, moving teens from church attenders to disciple makers. Here are your hosts, Joel Friend and Jeremy Collins. Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast, our episode zero, the beginning, the genesis of a journey that we're going to be walking on for some time. I'm excited that you're here. My name's Jeremy Collins, and I'm also here with Joel Friend. Hello, everybody. Yeah, Joel, would you walk us through what we're going to be doing today? Uh, we are. Uh, we thought it would be a good idea for us to have this episode to kick off our podcast, just talking about our heart behind why this podcast exists and what it is that we're attempting to accomplish and share a lot of our experiences and some of our real-time uh, implications of uh, what disciple-making looks like in the context of the church and spe- specifically in youth ministry. And so for this particular episode, we're going to look at the question, what is a disciple? And then we're going to ask, how does disciple-making work in youth ministry? And finally, uh, what opportunities lie ahead for youth ministry in terms of discipleship? Because what's interesting, and you know, we'll talk, to this, I'll talk about this a little bit more at the end, but uh, we are recording this in a COVID world right now, and so a lot has been flipped upside down. And so, but uh, when we, when you get to our COVID uh, youth ministry episode, you will hear a little bit more about that. But Jeremy, mm-hmm. I want to turn it over to you. You have a quote for us uh, to start us off here today. Yeah, this is coming from the book Growing Up by Robbie Galate, and I just think it's a, a great thought as we think about discipleship. He says this, when the church becomes an end in itself, it ends. When Sunday school, as great as it is, becomes an end in itself, it ends. When small group ministry becomes an end in itself, it ends. When worship service becomes an end in itself, it ends. What we need is for discipleship to become the goal. And then the process never ends. The process is fluid. It is moving. It is active. It is a living thing. It must continue to go on. Every disciple must make disciples. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what do you, awesome. What do you think about that? No, I think I think what he's getting at is, you know, um, yeah, if church ends for some people, does church end? Right. So if you mm-hmm. if the one thing that you're involved in, it, it, you know, programmatically, if it's over, does that mean it's over? Like, for instance, when I you know, I'll get to this in our next episode. But when I was a, a youth, you know, a youth attender when, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, mm-hmm. when my youth pastor ended and he moved on uh, to a different church, my attendance ended. And so I think it's important. What is it that we are building uh, with what we are doing in ministry that creates longevity, and what are we passing on? If youth ministry becomes an end in itself, it ends. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what we've been on a journey of recognizing, that oftentimes youth ministry can be an end in a, of itself, and that's our goal, is to switch that understanding of youth ministry is the goal to discipleship being the goal. And so to do that, we have to define what a disciple is. And so we're going to start out with that. Joel, do you have a definition of what you would say a disciple is? Yeah, so I think, I think it's really helpful as we think about what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Is I kind of had two things in mind, and I was, I'm drawing upon Scripture uh, for both of them. Uh, I'll combine it. Is that I would say a disciple uh, is a saint and a student hmm. of Jesus. 
Let, let me unpack that. A, a disciple is a saint and a student of Jesus. First, a saint in the sense that uh, you know, you were dead in your sins and trespasses, and then you know God made you alive mm-hmm. in Christ. Is mm-hmm. so that uh, by grace through faith we enter into a relationship with the living God through His Son Jesus Christ. And so, therefore, we are saints. We are a part of uh, you know God's kingdom. We are one of His children. Uh, we are uh, people within the context of the church. And so. Uh, so the first part of that is, you know, you're not a disciple of Jesus without being uh, a saint, and the only way you can be made a saint is by grace through faith of which he gives to us. Uh, and the second part is a student. I mean, think about what the idea of a disciple is. A disciple is a student, and then often as you look at the scriptures and you see, you know, and, and Jesus' disciples were with him, that meant that he was their teacher and he was leading them. And, you know, there is that really wonderful place in John you know, you're not just my students, you're also now my friends, and so there's that part of that that's very true too, but we are learning as students of Jesus uh, the ways of which we live and love like him, and to teach, uh, to learn all the things that he had obeyed, and then as the Great Commission says, uh, we go out and we make disciples Mm -hmm. uh, of all nations, And, and so we become students who eventually pass on uh, what we learn from uh, our teacher, our great teacher, Jesus, to other people. And that is the task that never ends. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're on the same page uh, as I knew we would be. Uh, yeah, because we didn't we didn't give each other what we were going to say. No, actually, I had no idea what you were going to say. I didn't remember. But um, <laughs> I, I, I would say much similar. I, I have three. Uh, basically, a disciple of Jesus is someone who learns to live like Jesus because of God's awakening grace. Yeah. They've been made alive. Same language. We're on the same page. Ephesians 2 right there. And, and so a disciple then in that context is one who worships God alone, serves like Jesus, and is a witness to the truth. So all of the things you just said uh, packed into that, I, I love the understanding and the clarity of saying a disciple is a disciple maker. And really, though, what I'm trying to say is a disciple is a Christian. Yeah, yes. And that's what we are trying to say, but in saying that, we want to reclaim a little bit of that understanding of what it means to be a Christian. It's not just a cultural sit on the sidelines and watch, Mm -hmm. but it's an active process of sanctification that's happening as we worship God, serve others, and witness about the truth. Yeah, and I think the I think there has been a loss in the synonymous use of Christian with disciple, mm-hmm. right? So for a long time, you, people would just say, I'm, no one would ever say I'm a disciple of Jesus, it, especially here in the West. We, we would never, that's not a kind of language we would use. Correct. We would often just say, I'm a Christian, or my family, I was raised Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we are, um, we are adhering to a particular worldview versus uh, being part of a movement of the kingdom of God in the world as followers of, of Jesus. Yeah, and, and I think that's so helpful to clarify. So let's hop into this next, next part here. How how does disciple making work then in youth ministry? Even when we were you know, did a little talking ahead about this, I I think it's a really interesting thing because I think every single youth pastor across everywhere for all time they believe that they're doing disciple making, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I think that there are you know I have a, my boss uh, you know when he was the former director of student ministries he used to say stuff like all you know all of life is discipleship right so when we're following Christ there's Every area is supposed to be in discipleship. So, but it's also like you know, 
um, you know, what we do in our youth groups and when we program, even when we're, you know, hanging out with kids going putt putt, there's discipleship in the process with that, you know, those sorts of things. And I think it ranges because I think everybody's really, really trying to do good, solid youth ministry. I don't think there's anybody's like dead set on doing bad youth ministry. I really hope not. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think people have done bad youth ministry, but I don't think they set out to do that. Sure. Um, but I think what's interesting is, you know, we're looking at what is disciple making, how, how does disciple making work in the context of youth ministry, especially as we know it here uh, in 2021? It's changed a little bit mm-hmm. considering our situation. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I'd say to start us off, and feel free to interrupt at any point, is that, you know, Scripture is given uh, hasn't given us any age restrictions on discipleship. Mm. I think that's an important mm. thing to note. That there's so no there's no separation. I think you know um, there is no age restrictions on it, uh, and it has given us a command and a target. That's what it's given to us: that we share the gospel with sinners and teach them to obey what Jesus commanded: rinse, wash, repeat. And I, and I think that our our modern context has taught us that church is kind of the speaker audience uh, yeah. sort of motif yep. in comparison to, uh, you know, teacher students. Uh, I believe it actually, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're like a little bit better when it comes to historical stuff, but I think it wasn't until Constantine kind of made, you know, Christianity the official language that, you know, we, we actually borrowed that that platform pew model because mm. I think it was back in those days they were using that as like the main speaker above all the people mm-hmm. in the audience, and that was this representation of their quality and qualifications to speak, and everybody else down below had to adhere and, and listen to it. Well, and it also came huge that the the pat the pulpit pew model was shifted multiple times throughout the Reformation as well to try and bring the words central. So Luther had a change, Calvin had a change yeah. to to make all of that. Yeah. So you're not wrong there. Yeah. 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 And I think the other piece I want to add to it too is that you know discipleship when we see it first established in the first century, it's in the context of life and life life on life and in community, mm-hmm. um, that each person had something important to bring to the gathering, as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, um, that students uh, today have that same capacity, and I think it's important to recreate that culture, not only as a church body, but also as a, a student ministries. Um, and so that's kind of where uh, you know I think we need to start to rethink some of these things mm-hmm. that we're doing and um, we'll get some more practical stuff a little bit later but i wanted to start with that but i want to hear your thoughts on this but then i have a very very interesting question to ask you yeah i'm excited you've teased this and i, I don't know what you're going to ask so <laughs> to take your your idea of culture and to go further I, I think that if i were talking about how disciples are made i want to take a moment and say what does that culture look like in youth ministry yeah and I would say it's simply when the gospel is proclaimed and understood and displayed by lived out. Mm-hmm. We can't expect disciples to be made without an example for them to follow. And so when we're talking about making disciples, this is where leaders and gospel-centered leaders leading alongside kids with you as the youth pastor, whatever context that looks like, I think is so crucial to making disciples because it has to be lived out. Uh, the only way to, to teach is by example, and that's what Jesus did. And I think that the more our youth ministries can build a culture of leading by example and setting up our ministries to create moments where example can be shown not just experienced, but to be lived side by side, together walking. So I think disciples are only made by by that example. 
being yeah. lived out. Yeah, that's awesome. And it made me think of that, like, all of life is discipleship mm-hmm. idea. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's not only important what it is that we are learning, but it's also living what we learn. And so I think that's important for students to see. And and it, right now, this is all theory, and, and mm-hmm. uh, as we're presenting this to you, we promise we're going to get to more practical stuff here at some point. Um, but we just wanted to open up our heart. You know, uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, though, is this, Jeremy. When we look at the—when we survey the, you know, uh, the youth ministry world right now, um, and I, I think there is a there is this, like, strong model set up where, you know, you got a guy like you, a guy like me, we stand on stage, and we, we you know, we speak truth in the lives of these kids, and sometimes they go to small group and talk about it and so on and so forth. And I— I think there's moments where we kind of go, I hope that they get this and then they take this as they leave, right? And so it feels a little bit like, you know, we're just shotgunning everything and we hope it hits something. And then when they leave this, they'll like apply these things to their lives. And I think there's got to be a little bit more to it than that. And, and, And here's the thing. I think it is possible. And by the way, and what I mean, I think it's possible. I know it is possible because there is one church. This is a trick question. There is one church right now in terms of training up its young people to know what they believe and providing opportunities to share that belief with others. Which church is the absolute best at that right now? Which church is the best at that? It's the it's a trick question, and you'll see why here in a second. Uh, the true church? You're almost there. Oh, man. The... Well, the true church that is that you don't the even, invisible church. No, no, no. The true church is funny because that is a clue because this church believes that they are the true church. Oh, my church. No. <laughs> well, isn't that what we think though? That we think we might be doing it best. Right. So the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Ah. Uh, the Mormons. Yeah. I mean, if you really mm. look at it on paper, they are the absolute most successful. Uh, church organization, regardless of how heretical their beliefs may be, I'm sorry if you're a Mormon listening to this, uh, as, as out of bounds of orthodoxy their beliefs may be, they are fantastic when it comes up to raising up young people to know what it is they believe and then provide opportunities for them to be responsible to share that faith with others. Hmm. You're right. And you told me you'd be right, and you are right. <laughs> yeah, it's it just it just so happens to be true. So, with that in mind, Jeremy, I, I think as we kind of end towards the the end of this first podcast here, what opportunities do you think lie ahead for youth ministry in terms of discipleship? I, I look at the landscape, and I think of the mission field is is so great, and there's such a need for gospel truth. And I even think back to my, my own self. I wish that someone had just told me stop worrying about failing. And just go try. Mm-hmm. Just go try. Yeah. Um, and and really, that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about, what we've tried, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes what's worked and what hasn't, yeah. but also what we want to help you all learn and hear is that this is a, a process of learning more and more about how to reach students and disciple them into disciple makers. And if we're worried about failing in that task, we're never going to try. Sure. It's cliche a little bit to say, but it's not going to happen if you don't get off the couch and and go do it. Uh, And so we're going to talk about a lot of how to do that, or at least how we think that can be done. Um, But that that would be my my main top tip. Yeah, that's awesome. So I had this in mind. I I haven't had this image get out of my head for the last week and a half. 
Uh, you've seen Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Wayne Manor burns down, and then uh, Alfred says, what are you going to do? And, uh, and then uh, Bruce Wayne says, I'm going to build it exactly the way it was, brick for brick. And in this COVID time, mm-hmm. Wayne Manor has burned down. The youth ministry has burned down. And I'm not entirely sure that I want to rebuild it as it was, brick for brick. And so some of the things, some of the opportunities, some of the opportunities that I think we have that lie ahead for youth ministry in terms of discipleship, I have just a couple here. The one is to create a culture and not a program. To create a culture and not a program. To be mindful about what it is that you're inviting people into rather than um, you know what? What do you what do you hope the the community will be like, and what you'll ultimately getting be getting done there? Versus like you know you know making sure all of these things are in order to make sure that the program was quote unquote successful, that the transition times were perfect, and so on and so forth. So that's one. The other is to generate active responsibility for students, for the spiritual growth of their peers in their group, for their own growth, for their friends who don't know Jesus. And I think some of the ways that we can do that is by giving them roles to fulfill in terms of like what it is that we're doing, whether that be tech booth or sound, you know, be a welcome crew, be a part of the teaching. We have mm-hmm. some of our students who are engaging more of the teaching, so that, that you know, amps up their responsibility. Uh, leading small groups, you know, leading worship. And so I think that's ways of which we can generate active responsibility. And I think one more opportunity that we have is that we can make the connection between youth ministry and church, act- church activity seamless hmm. uh, and that and that can be through intergenerational opportunities hmm. or direct them towards membership or something like that so that they can see themselves as part of the church uh, and uh, as a part of the church not a kind of um, a sidecar uh, is that they are members of what's going on and they and they have a role and a say in that too uh, so those are some of the things that uh, that I have that, that's awesome uh, culture over program, and we're going to be talking a lot about that as we continue on. Uh, I'm so thankful that you've stayed with us for this long, for this first introduction podcast. We are so excited for what's coming down uh, down the pike because our goal really is to help you think through all these different ways to equip your students to be disciples who make disciples and recognize that responsibility is now, not down the road. Amen. That it's in front of them now, and it's possible for them to do now. Uh, next week, we're going to hop into how this started, how we got into ministry, how God called uh, two weird guys yep. like us to proclaim the gospel to the Preach next it. generation. And so I hope that you'll find us there. Joel, how, how can how can people find us? Uh, so you can find us, uh, I think we have an Instagram, right? But it's, We do. It's, uh, you, it's like underscored four times. You won, You came up with a name. Uh, this is it disciple underscore making underscore YM. Is that what it is? That is yeah. <laughs> That's on Instagram. Not that there's anything on there. But if you have any questions or, you know, uh, you have any comments or feedback, you can email us at disciplemakingym at gmail.com. Uh, it was just so wonderful to have you all here today. I hope this first episode gave you a heart behind what we ultimately want to do. More of our heart is going to come out in further episodes, so please keep tuning back in to listen to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever it is you consume your podcast. 
We hope you have been encouraged by what you have heard and you're ready to jump into the hard work of disciple making. Catch you on the next one.